Welcome to the Dr. Dion Show, where real conversations about diversity matter. I'm an educator and consultant specializing in diversity and inclusion. In this show, I interview top experts and people like you and me, highlighting issues like race, gender, and disability. I'm here to create change, expand your understanding of what diversity means, and to continue the mission toward equality so that everyone has a fair shake. This show is not for the faint of heart, so put on your big girl and big boy pants and ride along. Hello and welcome to the Dr. Dion Show. Okay, I am so excited. I have a huge, great, forward-thinking brand ambassador, brand builder, media mogul. His name is Hank Norman, who has been in media for basically your entire career, Um, has rubbed shoulders, has worked with huge people, including Barbara Walters, Steve Harvey, and so on. And so I'm so excited to have you come on today to talk about what it means to be authentic. How you doing, Hank? Hi, Dr. Dion. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming on today. I'm very humbled. Thank you. So, okay, so let's get into this. So what is your definition of authenticity? I know my definition. What do you, what do you think about authenticity? That's an interesting question. I never thought of the definition because to me it's... It's an action. You have to do it. People want, people ask me that, I'm sure, as they obviously ask you. Uh, the idea of the definition doesn't interest me. The idea of using your phone, your camera, social media to reveal and uncover who you are so you can see you. This isn't just for your audience, which it is, which is a great, great way to build a brand and a great way to build a, a presence and get you known in your area as an expert in your business. But the biggest things I've seen doing media for 20, 30 years and just building personal brands for the last 10 is the biggest, I don't know what to call it. When you start to share who you are, you change as a person. Mm-hmm. You get the biggest rewards. It isn't about growing as a brand, it's about growing as a person. And the only way to practice authenticity to me is turning to that camera every day, like going to the gym and saying, I'm going to reveal pieces about who I am, my expertise, and do it in a public space. And that practice builds authenticity. And so, and so let me just um, tell the audience, so, so you are the founder of Two Market Media, which is a company that basically helps individuals and businesses um, build their brand, get more exposure, and, and become more known to, as, as the thought leaders in, in society and the world, in essence. Is that, is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, if I'm, in a, if, if I'm in a party, which I am frequently where it's not just TV people, because my wife's a TV producer, Good Morning America, I hang out with my friends who all are in daytime or TV somehow, but if I'm at a regular party and people say, what do you do for a living? I say, I teach self-confidence. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that comes out of building a brand, being authentic, uh, being in social media is this level. I've just seen people's lives change so much. And when I say so much, I, the, the stories would wow you. The, the self-confidence that gets built and the, the people's individual lives get changed. And as a result, the brand changes. Their, their popularity expands. They blow up as brands. So I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because you shared that you, you're telling people to go on camera, to go out in the world and just tell people who you are. But some people don't know who they are. You ever heard the expression, you know, people have, a, 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 have an itch but don't know where to scratch? We've encountered yeah. many, many people 
I'm showing you, I've seen, even my, my little industry, I've seen people uh, who just, who they're, they're not, they're not authentic. And, and my definition is, is, is just being congruent. So, so how you think um, is congruent with how you put yourself out there. And, and I know sometimes there, are, there may be little, not everyone can be 100% authentic, depends on where the space you are. But I've gotten to the point now in, in, in my career, in my life, that I can, I can detect, I can tell who is comfortable and who's not comfortable. So, so how are you able to coach somebody who wants to say be fame famous or, or wants recognition not necessarily in the world but in their in their particular profession like how do you teach that can you teach that it can be taught and we have the tools i think for the first time i stumbled upon this i was a tv producer development executive i started the view i helped launch oxygen the cable network i put tony dan's into daytime i put meredith Vieira into millionaire the game show and syndication i didn't know that wow i i I make TV shows for a living. So in working with people, I started to see that in sharing what matters to you, in talking about what you're up to and just trying to help people understand what you do or give them advice, the more you see yourself on camera, the more you'll evolve. Yes. Cool. The reason there's uh, uh, the, the Parkland students gaining ground so fast is these children came up in social media they're automatic. Listen to these children speak. I don't care about your politics. You can be for guns. You can be against guns. There is no argument that these children yes. are eloquent on camera. Absolutely. They are being authentic. Guess why? They were raised on cell phones. They yes. were raised on selfies. They know how to talk to camera because they've always had this feedback loop that you and I didn't have. Very true. And, and I will say, that that has been a kind of not an Achilles heel, but it, it's been uh, a journey for me in terms of okay, so I'm, I'm now you know I'm, I'm recording on 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 air now and 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 putting myself out there. So and and it kind of goes away and and actually against being raised the way I was raised. Okay, you know you don't necessarily have to be the first first person to speak. Don't put yourself out there. So it's it's completely counter counterintuitive to 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 be in this space. So so. I like your point about, about, those, about the, those kids in, in, in Florida because they have no inhibitions. So is the yep. goal to kind of just, just throw away the inhibitions? I know you talked about fear. Can you talk about fear and how that kind of ties into this? Yeah, I just wrote down what you said because I came from a very small town too. Um, one of the main social means in St. Michael's, Maryland, on the eastern shore of Maryland, on the bay, was this idea of don't get above your raisin. Uh-huh. Don't leave town. You're not good. Like, you, college doesn't need you. You don't need college. You're going to be a waterman. You're going to do what everyone has done here for generations. Those ideas of don't speak up, those ideas of don't brag, the idea that taking a selfie is somehow wrong, it's conceited, that... We, we, the fear of those ideas of transcending your social space, your social class, that's being erased. Absolutely. And whether you fear it or not, that change is happening. It's being built into today's generation. They've grown up with this. Yes. They don't know anything else other than talking louder, being heard, sharing their opinions, broadcasting themselves. So you and I may or may not get it, and we may or may not get famous in this time span, but guess who's coming up behind us that's going to change how everything is done? And they, lack the, they don't have the fear we have. They're not scared to press record. Which is, which is amazing and, and go against the grain and go against what is, what is like, it's, you know, we've seen countless shootings, for example, in, you know, in, in, across the U.S. And 
this, the one in, in Florida is different because these kids have, they've stood up and they, they're boycotting businesses. They're going, they're, they're saying, you know what, you know, if, if someone calls them out, they're, they're, they're listing all of the, all of the, the, the sponsors names of, of, of different businesses, which are, are shows, which is incredible. It's, it's an incredible strategy. So, and we have to commend that. So how do you, or how would you kind of coach somebody in terms of that fine line between confidence and cockiness? Here's, here's the easiest way to look at this, Dr. Dion. Where everybody sees shades of gray and what's the answer to this question, it's very simple. It's a little confronting, but it's very simple. If you put yourself on camera, just like committing going to the gym, like committing to eat, eating correctly or doing anything as a habit. If you say, I'm going to participate in social media, I'm going to make videos, I'm going to talk about what I'm up to, and you start to put that information out there, you, you watching your videos back and your audience watching you and responding, you'll find the answer. Maybe cocky's part of your brand. Maybe you want to be that person. Maybe that's part of you that you always suppress. Like, I'm, kind, I'm, I'm loud and I'm quiet. Like, me finding my voice is just the interplay between what I like and what my audience likes. And then I make the choice. Mm -hmm. It's called differentiation. Can someone attack me and say, I don't like this about you, you're, you're brash. You're the, yeah, I'm all those things. I now get to choose whether I'm going to moderate and change those qualities that I'm portraying in social media and who I am, how I come across. And because you know who you are. Because there's some people who, who, who just blow with the wind. So, okay, okay, the, blows, the, the wind's blowing from the east this, 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 today. So let's go, let's go east. Okay, now the, blows, now the wind's blowing from the west. Now let's go west. There's some people who are just, they are not anchored. And they just respond according to, you know, whatever, whatever comments made that day. They, they, they change who they are. They, they adapt. So to some degree, you have to be kind of just goes back to what we're saying. You have to be authentic and just know who you are and know what your mission is. Otherwise, you're going to be kind of pulled into different directions and, and you're becoming very reactive as opposed to being proactive. I find social media grounds you. It, it lets you find who you are. People have the fear of talking about what they're up to and who they are in social media. But if you do that, if you commit to broadcasting yourself, pressing record, putting your face, your ideas out there, you will get more confident. You will grow as a person. Here's the thing. You'll find out who you are mm -hmm. in concert with your audience. Here's the biggest thing that's underplayed. Watching yourself back on video is the best free media training. It's having a, like having a shrink in your pocket. You, when you watch yourself back, you know whether you're lying or not. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And it's always good to have a trusted friend to look at it as well and give you feedback. And, and tell sure. you where you... Where sure, you, where Dr. Dion, but I'm going to tell you from years of coaching that friends and relatives are normally the harshest ones and the first ones to say that's not... When you start to Very play who you really are, yes. friends and family are the first ones to want to pull you down. True. So I don't turn to friends. I don't ask friends and family for media coaching. You, my mom's not a media coach. I don't need media advice. <laughs> so, so, you, so it's knowing who to go to. For advice. Yeah. A trusted a friend that's going to tell you the truth, yes. People that you grew up with that are going to be busy telling you who are you to talk like that, and that's not really you. Okay, let's, let's go there. Let's go there, because I, you know, I came from humble beginnings, um, and I have re I've become reacquainted with some people from the past, and they, there's, 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 people seem to feel uncomfortable when you have, even if you have not, but if you have the appearance of outgrowing them or, or moving beyond them, they want to 
bring you back to that time and, I, and, and, and treat you how they knew you like 20 years ago. Meanwhile, you've had so many experiences and you've done so many things since you met them like 20 years ago, 25 years ago, 30 years ago. So, so what would you suggest? You, you basically keep those people at arm's length? What, what do you do? Because sometimes it can get really, it can, and even with your family, it can get really exhausting because you're trying to be on one, on one path and then you've got people that are just saying, okay, you know, remember when to bring you back and trying to bring, literally trying to bring you back down to earth. What do you, what do you think about that? Unfriend them. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> And I'll tell you, say, friend, here's the difference. I see it differently than what you just described. When you're with your friends and family, that's a social role you're playing. True. You're not necessarily and probably not being authentic. You're actually socially lying. You're lying. You're being polite. You're being the role you grew up with. So what they're commenting on is that confliction. I'm off in social media. I'm myself. I don't care. I, I'm not worried about what people think. I don't worry anymore. I don't care. What do I care? What strangers think of me? How is that going to affect me? But so when my friends and relatives go, that's not how I know you. I'm like, that's because you don't know me. Exactly. I love that. And it's funny. I had this conversation with, with um, um, Steve Carlos, who was your, your partner at Two Market Media. And uh, I, I shared that, uh, you know, every year I take inventory of who's in my life. And I literally, like Facebook, I, I have a, my private account and my public account. And I just look at who's there and, and who my account, who, who, what do people do during the year? And, and I literally, every year on my birthday, I delete people. I just say, you know what? Are you actually in my life for a reason? Are you, are you, are you helping me? Do I feel like I have to take a shower after I leave you? Are you just being, you know, just, I just, I can't, I, I just, it, life is so short. I guess also experiencing loss. I cannot spend time with people who are just so draining and you just like, yeah. what is this about? And you have to literally try and figure out, okay, what angle they're coming from. Because if I'm with you, and I call you friend, I'm going to support you 100%. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to do whatever I can. I don't need anybody stabbing my back. I got enough people in, in public doing that without knowing me who I am. So I love that. You have to do that. Yeah. So, okay. okay so, so we're talking about people who are, who are, you know, on a grand scale and who are famous. What about people who in their respective workplaces, like say they work in McDonald's or they, they're, they're flight attendants and, and they also want to achieve excellence and they also want to stand out in their professions. What advice would you, would you give them? It's the same, Dion. Listen, fame isn't this measure of either you're Cary Grant or you're not. Those days of fame as measured by you went to the movies and saw movie stars, that's over. It's not even the next step. When we grew up, NBC, ABC, CBS, in order to become a comedian and have a successful career, you had to get on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Carson either then invited you over to the couch. If you didn't invite you over to the couch, you didn't have a career as a comedian. That was, the, it was, that was the measure of whether you were famous or good enough. Yes. We don't have those barriers anymore. You, it's a complete paradigm shift. If you're a flight attendant, you want to be famous, start making videos. Be interesting, be funny, be helpful, and you will blow up as a flight attendant. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, and that's why I love to, I'm happy to talk to you because you are basically, you, you created this lane in terms of, how to be authentic, how to just break out and, and, and not become, I guess, famous, famous or, or, or known the, the traditional way, as you said, you know, be Johnny Carson or, you know, just having to do things very, very, um, you know, historically, just very regimented. So I, I love the fact that you're, that you're teaching people, you know what, you have the power to be who you are and to put yourself out there the way you want to be put yourself out there. Correct. I mean, it, it's such a huge shift. I think people don't truly understand it, that 
this phone in your pocket that you're treating just as something that maybe you text or can get email and do five things on is revolutionary in so many ways for your business and your life. It can improve who you are. It can improve the amount of money you make if you have the bravery to look at it as a way of reaching out and connecting with other people in a true and authentic manner. Okay, now how about those people who, I, I'm sorry to say this, but I, I will, I, you know, who, I describe them as being dotish. They're just, <laughs> you, know, you, you, you have a camera on, but you, you're saying nothing. You've got nothing to offer. About? Who are we and talking then, about? Oh, <laughs> we'll talk off camera. <laughs> but you and I- talk about the Kardashians? Because I don't, I don't watch the Kardashians, but I don't hate on the Kardashians. I don't, I, oh, no, 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 I, I, don't, I don't watch them either. But I'm, I'm talking about people in general who, who and I, even in the workplace, I encounter people, you know, the expression, empty vessels make the most noise. I meet, I've met people and they're just talking and what, you're saying nothing, just be quiet. And, and it's really, it's, it's, it's frustrating and annoying. So what do you think about that? And, and how, and so I'm, okay, I'm saying what I, what I think. I think some people, they get on camera, they are just sharing who they are, but they have not done the groundwork. They've not done the work. They've not done, they've not, they have not done the education traditionally, but they have not done the research. They haven't figured out, okay, how do I, what's, what's, what's the proper analysis here? How do I actually say things that are coherent? How do I actually make up a, a, a legitimate point? What do you think about, what do you think about that? So I have a couple of views. I have my old time view because I'm an, becoming a, a middle-aged man for some, somehow. I don't know how that happened. Um, <laughs> and so I have personal views where I agree with you hundred percent that I'm like, these young whippersnappers they need to learn. So like, I don't even remember that guy's name, dude. I don't even watch these YouTubers. The guy that went in the Japanese forest and made jokes about someone who hung themselves. And he has millions. He has millions and millions of followers, and I find him doltish. I find him to I find him to lack um, in any way, shape, or form for me. But I understand there's an entertainment outlet. There's a version of who he is and what he's doing that's cartoonish and weird and funny and entertaining. So I don't disallow someone to do those things. I don't. Here's the thing: I just can't teach you to do that. The things I teach are about authenticity are about how are you giving back and how you're helping and how you're completing this cycle of actually human connection and empathy. If you want to be a comedian and entertainer and make fun of people killing themselves, go do that. I don't care. I'm not going to watch, but there's millions of people that do. So I don't hate or, you know, well, I got to tell you, well, I got to tell you diplomatic because I, I was outraged and I guess because I'm, I'm the parent of two kids who are 14, 11 years old. And when that happened, I, I was completely disgusted. I was flabbergasted that it actually happened. And I asked him, I said, do you know about this? I said, yeah, we, we've heard about it. We heard, and, and, and he should not have the ability. And apparently he's done some stupid stuff since then as well. So, so why is he still, that's a whole other, another conversation. But I just find when you put yourself out there and you have X amount of follow, followers, millions of followers, you have a certain responsibility. You don't have to be anybody's role model, but, but there's a certain level of decorum um, and respect, I think that you should be, you should have out there. And going into that kind of atmosphere where you see someone hanging from a tree, or I, I can't remember how the person committed suicide, it's very sad. It just, I, I was really disgusted and offended, to be honest. But let's have this conversation, Dr. Dion, because it is an important one. To me, that allows that conversation with your children about the quality of the stuff they're watching, about sure. their internet use, about what is important to watch, about what's something, it, you know, I dug into it a little bit to see it, and I'm like, 
here's the thing. I don't think anybody should, I don't think he should be taken off. I think people should decide whether they want to watch that. I yeah. don't care. I don't watch the Kardashians and I know they're multimillionaires and I'm like the fool who's on outside of the bubble. I get that. But we get to make choices. Like I'm not going to tell the Kardashians to shut up. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I'm not going to tell that kid to not go to forest and make fun of dead people. That's not my job. That's the market's job. If you're, you sit down with your kids, now you get, here's what's important about it. You get to have a value conversation with your children about this clown. Absolutely. That's the important thing. <laughs> you're absolutely right. There's a little caveat there though. So, 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 but we're, we're talking about him, for example, in the context, sorry, we can't look at him outside of the context of, of what I'm speaking of, which I think is we're kind of moving, I think, in the wrong direction in terms of what is quality? I don't think so. What's, what's, I don't think so. What's quality I don't content think so. these days? It's I don't agree with you. I think you're talking about what it feels like to be in this moment, just like it does. I think what you're talking about is that moment where you're in the middle of like a, you just start running again. You just get back to the gym again. It's the first couple of weeks and then you're in the middle of that. And you're like, oh my God, I hate going to the gym. This is the hardest thing I've ever done. I think as a people, as a society, in using our phones and YouTube and social media, that's why Mark Zuckerberg is, is on Capitol Hill having to testify about how they treat information and social media. All this stuff is so brand new. It yes. feels like we're at this really hard, weird point, but mm -hmm. it's not. It's just part of the cycle of working out the kinks of what makes sense and how we work with it. I think it's a very, I think it's a great thing. I, I think all of this is important. I think the conversation is important. I think the ability to allow crazy people to broadcast themselves is just as important as insisting on quality. Okay, um, I think we'll have to agree disagree on that on that. Uh, but but I but I do like the fact that you, you what you did share. And I do agree that I, we are moving. Where it's not stagnant. So that's so that's I'm hopeful. I'm just thinking of a, of a parent and just and my children learning that. Getting on a camera and just broadcasting yourself is enough to become successful and become whatever you want to be. You have to put in the work. You have to have work ethic. You have to have a good, a good, a good heart. You have to be uh, a, a good person. And I, and I really, really have problems with people who just have this fame and are, are being exalted by our society and they've done nothing but get there. Or they've, they've made a sex tape and oh, oh, suddenly we're, we're famous. I, I just, I have, a I have a problem with that. I really do. Because it's sending, it's sending the wrong message. And again, uh, they're not my children's role models. Thank God I, I'm, I'm able to kind of, you know, help them with, with, with their progress. But I just think we, we need to just really, really be cognizant of, of what we are learning from people and what we're teaching people at the same time. I come back to personal responsibility. That's your job to teach your kids, not the internet. Very true. Very true. Very true. So I, I love that. I love this discussion. Thank you, Mr. Hank. <laughs> so... I had another question and uh, watching it, you had a, a really good conversation uh, with um, Grant Cardone and um, you, you brought up, uh, actually it was not, I can't say a byproduct, but I guess it kind of was by putting yourself out there, you were able to actually become reacquainted with your birth parents, your birth family. Yeah, by putting myself out there, I not only located my birth parents who are married, I was able to just recently meet one of my bio, my parents are married, they had me in college gave me up for adoption and I didn't know anything about them personally until last September. Well, I, I did get a note from Maryland in the 2000s when they changed the adoption laws, but 
because of Ancestry.com and me putting my DNA out there, I found family members through Ancestry.com. No and way. I was, and I was able to, to locate everybody. Um, my parents are too scared. Talking about putting yourself out there. They feel too much shame, embarrassment um, because of the decision they made in 1966. They are very apprehensive and upset about what's going on. But I met one of my brothers. So they're upset with you or because you haven't necessarily named them publicly, but are, have they embraced you? If I may ask. No, they do. They, at this point, they do not want to meet me because they, they're fearful. They're, you know, they made a decision in 1966 that they're still wishing. They're trying to cling to that idea, that decision that was made. Unfortunately, what is now, I'm 51. It was a long time ago. They made yes. a decision 51 years ago to keep the secret and technology and times and culture and everything's changed around them and they're not trying to change. Which is incredible. So, and, and look at you now. And because of social media, so here's, here's the true story. You're, you're the only one I've ever t uh, told this, Dr. Dion, in public. Um, because of social media, they saw me and they made a decision as a family. I have two brothers. They had two other children. They got married right after giving me up for adoption after college. And they had two other sons. And uh, I know, it's, that's another thing. Okay. Okay, I want to hear the story, but why? Why did they give you up? Um, if I can ask. They were in college. They were unmarried. They were, they were uh, sophomores or juniors in so college. They were, so they weren't ready, I guess, in their, in their they mind. They were not ready. Okay, okay. Um, they did get married. They did have two other sons. And as was the thing you did in 1966, they didn't tell their sons. Um, they didn't tell anybody. Do, your siblings did not know you, you existed? Wow. Wow. So... So when I reached out through social media because of Ancestry.com, the information that I found about my biological family through my DNA, they all shut me off. They literally, every, all four of them, my two parents, my mother and my father and my two brothers, literally blocked me on all the social media. Wow. Out of, out of fear. Yes. And then I slowly rebuilt that trust with one brother, who was the brother that I just met for the first time three weeks ago. What a story, Hank. And, and, and what was that like seeing him? Amazing. I've met, you know, I grew up, I'm in my family, my adopted family, I'm the third of four. And I was just, my parents, my parents were very progressive for the 60s and 70s. At that time, an unwed mother had a baby in secrecy. And the, even the parents that adopted the child were told not to tell the kid he, he or she was adopted. My parents didn't believe that idea. My parents always told me that I was adopted. So I grew up knowing I was adopted. I also grew up going, I know I'm not really related to these people. So meeting my brother was literally the first time I ever met somebody that I was like, hey, I, I, we look alike. Like I had never been around someone that I was biologically related to. So wow. it was actually very interesting. What a, what a huge moment, I'm sure. Yeah, amazing. I loved it. It was so much fun. And he's awesome. And they're his family. And we stayed the whole weekend in Texas and just had a great time. That's beautiful. And so I, so I, would, I would call that a very uh, transformative moment, I'm sure. Huge. And social media played a huge role. Me sharing of myself, them seeing, like, the fear they had, regardless of the shame and trauma that my parents suffered and are still trying to cover up to this day, 
the other pieces, you don't know in the old days. And I have friends of mine because I'm adopted. So I talk to a lot of adopted people. And when you used to meet somebody, obviously before social media, you didn't know who you were meeting. Yes. yes. You were like, I'm just going to go meet a stranger and hope for the best. Uh-huh. They learned all about me. Like they know me. My brother was like, I could no, in no, no longer in good faith go along with what our parents and my older brother were doing, which is like, let's just not address this. He was like, this doesn't make sense to me. I know you now. And social media created that connection that allowed me to meet my long lost brother because I talk about who I am in social media. And that's incredible. And, and, and interesting, the irony, you know, we're talking about authenticity. And I, I think not to be criticized your, your, your birth parents, but they were cl they're clearly living, I guess, kind of an inauthentic life. They, 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 they were living with a lie. They, they basically didn't even tell their own kids that they had another, another sibling. So, so if you live with that forever, what does that do to you? And then, and then, and what kind of conversation do they have with your siblings? Because that's basically betrayal, a, be a betrayal. They didn't, they didn't tell your siblings. So, so talk about, you know, being, <laughs> being authentic. And they're probably just in shock. And so down the road, would you still want to reconnect with them? Or is it just, you know, you're, you're fine? Yeah, I mean, the interesting, the interesting part of this, Dr. Dion, is that exact topic. What, this, what technology has done from Ancestry.com and DNA to social media, it's forcing you to have these conversations. It's forcing you to be authentic. You can't hide from these things. It, sure. The expectation that, as you're saying, that you at least talk about these things. Be an adult in the sense of not older or younger, just a, a rational, mature person. It's, here's the thing, if they want to not have contact with me, I respect that decision. But have the decision based on where we're at, not where you were in 1966. And that, that what technology and social media has forced upon us, whether you like it or not, is this desire from everyone, as you're saying, to confront things, to be real about your response to them. Like we're, you're demanding from them. And I understand, and I can make, I understand their argument very well. Yes. That they're trying to stick with a contract that was made 51 years ago. Very true. Social media, the ability to share who you are and make a connection with someone else has so radically changed. They're just not willing to do that. Like they're scared of technology. They're scared of the truth. They're scared of authenticity. Yes. But, but one thing that's inevitable is that we are forced, whether you want to or not, we, we get forced to, to grow. We, we, and, and things come up in our lives that force us to keep moving along the continuum to, you know, I guess it's like self-actualization, like, like the Maslow's hierarchy. I think, I think ultimately we do want to be the best people possible. And sometimes situations happen. We make, we make the right decision at, at one time and down the road, we have to go back and reevaluate and say, you know what, I need, I need to go back and, and, and correct that and, and, or just revisit that and do something differently. So, so hopefully they will, um, they'll move along the continuum, but, but you having a relationship with your brother independent of them is huge. And I'm sure your brother's saying, you know what, you're missing out. This guy's amazing. And I think you're amazing, Mr. Hank Norman. Thank you, Dr. Dion. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, and it's been a pleasure to work with you and Steve Carlos, and I really thank you for coming on the show today. This has been uh, awesome, and, and, I, and I appreciate you sharing uh, everything, all your insights and also your personal story, because I think it's going to help people. I'm actually on the board of a nonprofit in, uh, in Georgia called Creative Community Services, and we actually help um, foster children and, um, you know, adults with um, developmental disabilities and just that whole thing about just, you know, not having 
family around you and, and, and you, have to, you have to be the family for those people and, and help them and give tools for them to, to, to and life skills to, 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 do, to do better, to do better and, and to be well. So I really appreciate you coming on today. Thank you very much, Dr. Dion. All the best, thank you. And if you, and if you enjoyed this uh, conversation, please go to my uh, iTunes page and write a comment. And where can people reach you, Hank? Uh, I'm because I'm an old person now and no one's on Twitter anymore. I'm still bizarrely the most active on Twitter at Hank, uh, Hank, at Hank Norman, but uh, obviously Facebook and, and I'm getting more and more active on Instagram. Here's the thing about Instagram, the Instagram stories, the 15 seconds to make a video is like a, it's like lifting weights in the video media gym. It gets you really clear and concise. So I use Instagram stories. So between Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, I'm out there. I love that. And you are a delight to watch and you're absolutely brilliant. And I really enjoyed this conversation. Thanks, Dr. Dion. I appreciate Thank it. Thanks again, Hank.